Welcome to the Let's Talk About Care podcast. From carehome.co.uk and homecare.co.uk, the leading reviews websites for care homes and home care. Hi, and welcome to our latest Let's Talk About Care podcast. Now, most people in their later years tend to think about slowing down, taking it easy, putting their feet up, but not for 92-year-old Norma Howard. This lady has never shied away from a challenge, whether it's wing walking, swimming the equivalent of the English Channel in a local swimming pool, or sitting on the handlebars of a motorbike riding the wall of death. So it was a great honour for me and my co-host Sue to meet Norma at her house to ask her all about her life, her challenges she has taken, and if there is anything Norma fears in life. So enjoy. You were all over the media last year for wing walking at the age of 91, where you were strapped to the top wing of a vintage plane. Where did you get the idea from to wing walk? From a very nice lady who'd done it the year before, well she does it quite often, and my son was reading it out as well, I'd seen her on television, I've forgotten her name temporarily, and and he, I said, how old was she? Well, she, he said 88, and I said, is that all? And he said, why are you up for it? So it was entirely my fault, I talked myself into it. Oh. <laughs> and uh, say, the, the actual thing was, it, was not too bad. It was the getting up there because I've got short legs and oh. now I just they weren't long enough to reach to get into the thing and then up onto the wing without a lot of help. So they gave me right. shoved and pushed and because originally they said you had to be able to do it on your own. There was no way I was going to be able to get there up my, on my oh, own, especially when they all the clobber they put on you as well because of the cold. So, so, but it's, anyway. If they could just lift me up, that'd be fine, but I had to climb up there. That was my uh, my work, not the actual thing. Once I was up there, it was the pilot's job. So what things on the plane were, were there to, to help you up there? There was a, a little steps to get onto the first wing. Then yeah. you had to get into the cockpit, put your front leg... At, or, uh, get your leg at the back of the seat so that you could stretch from there onto the top wing. And that was the bit where I just couldn't reach and I couldn't... Uh, that's where I had needed help. Right. But once I was up there, it's fine. They strap you on and that's all right. It's a bit cold, but it's... Yeah. It was a, we're lucky. It was a nice day, nice oh. sunny day. Well, that's beautiful. Oh, you did it in the summer, didn't you? No, May. Oh. It was oh. one of the first ones. We... They were very kind. They let me go and try climbing up there while they were still in the hangar, not flying, and it was snowy on the ground. <laughs> so it was freezing. So, But they let me try it out in the hangar to see how I got on. And that's when I realised I would need help, but the pilot said he would help. Oh, and my son good. helped well, that's good. as well, get me up there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what was it like once you were actually up in the air? Once you were up there, it was fine. Yeah. It taxied down to the bottom, a bit bumpy, and then turned around and took off. And it was just about 15 minutes. It, would, it was lovely to see all the surrounding countryside. But, and you had you were supposed to wave to the people below, but you tell to get your arm blown away when you drive. Oh, because the pressure, <laughs> yes, yes. And they wouldn't let you wear a hat because that would be blown off. They just give you goggles, and yeah. but, uh, that's fine. Oh, and I suppose in, in the in, in the month of May as well, you'd see all the vibrancy of the greens yes, and the yes, colours. Yes, so that was the lovely bit. Yes. Yeah. 
How lovely. Mm. Um, so how long were you up in the sky for? Well, only about 15 minutes. Oh, okay. We just did a sort of couple of rounds so that the people below could see and wave to you and you could see them. And mm-hmm. it was, so it wasn't very long, just as well, because it had been a bit cold, I think, if it had been up there too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Um, and the oldest wing walker was 93 years of age. It was a man, and I think he was 94. Right. But it's not gender-related, which is why it doesn't go into the uh, Guinness Book of Records. Right. Apparently. Ah. Not that I'm bothered, but my son would quite like it. Yeah, yeah. So, it, when, if you, so when you turn 95, would you think 94. about... No, I don't. Um, if they could lift me up with a hoist, fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could really face all that climbing up again. No, because <laughs> it doesn't get any easier as I get on. I'm, I, when I go to the gym, it's only trying to hang on to what I've got. Yes, you know, I'm not getting any. Mm-hmm. And my legs don't get any longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Um, I was watching a uh, clip uh, when you were when you did Meridian tonight with uh, oh, Fred with Fred Dinich, yes. yes, and on there. You shook hands. I know we did. Yes. That was his idea, not yes. mine. And if he'd done anything about it, I might have done. I did try to find somewhere I could practice wall or doing it. But although the gym I go to, they've got a wall, but they don't organise it. You have to get hold of somebody else. And I really don't know who. I don't think they're going to have it anymore. So I haven't done anything about that. And I, I know that's what we agreed on, but I haven't done anything about it and I'm not going to pursue it. Because I'm not at all sure that I could... I think pushing with my legs would be okay, but I'm yeah. not at all sure how my hands would cope oh. with holding What was it you were going to do? Absail. Absail. Oh, down, down the Spinnaker Tower. Spinnaker Tower. Ooh. Well, Fred has done it before, so... I mean, has you know, he? Yes. Oh. Oh. It was his idea, and he said, you could. And I said, yes, I could. All right, I will if you will. Which, I mean, if he'd organised something, and uh, I would have, but I don't think I'm doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. I think you've done enough, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> but um, going back to the wing walking, you did that to raise money for Dementia UK. Can you just explain to us why is this charity so important to you, Norma? To be honest, I had to think of a charity and I thought it's sort of a Cinderella type one. It, well, it was at the time. It's much more in the news now. Mm. But really to make awareness of it. There's so much of it about and it's it's such a horrible mm-hmm. thing to happen. And I've, I know a lot of friends and people who've got it. So that seemed a good one to raise it for. So at the age of 83, you sat on the handlebars of a 1925 Indian motorbike. It was. So was that? The Indian came out first before Harley Davidson. Ah, okay. So. And, uh, and you rode the wall of death. Yes. So can you tell us about why you did it and how it all happened? No idea, it was just there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it would be quite fun. Uh-huh. So then. So this was locally, was it then? Or? Yes, it was. Bisley. Bisley. So it's a permanent okay. wall, wall of death. No, they so put it out. Oh, they put it out oh, so they it's like it, a traffic fun fair. Yes, they yes. take it, yes, right. exactly. Mm. Oh. And so what made you go, oh, I really want to have a go at this I have no idea. I, I don't know, really. It was there and I thought it would be quite fun. And, contacted them to see if they, they would let us do it. Uh-huh. And he didn't try and talk you out of it then? No. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't dare. <laughs> no, we're not like that. <laughs> and and how did it actually feel when you were on it? Fine. Was it? Did they go really fast? It went fast enough for us to keep us on the wall, otherwise uh-huh. we'd fall off. As I say, no, I didn't mind the 
the wall bit, or just the stopping bit, because there was nothing in front of me, and I thought I was, might shoot off as I stopped, but mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you compared it before as as one of those. Um, well, it's exactly the same as in that. Yes, they, it goes round, and the wall, the feet, the floor just falls away. Mm. Yes, you're pinned so to the thing, aren't you? You are, but with this, yeah. you're pinned to it really by the speed you're going with the bike, which right. is not fast, but it's just fast enough to make sure that you stay on the wall. Mm. Mm. Did you feel safe when you did it then? Perfectly. Yeah. Oh. Except for the last bit, as I think, when it stopped. Mm. But mm. no, absolutely. I just leaned back, then we went round, and it was fine. <laughs> Because you said before that that you didn't fear it and you didn't no. fear wing walking either. No. Is there anything that, that, that you are? Yeah, talking. <laughs> <laughs> Making a speech. Some people like doing speeches though, don't they? Mm. Yes, Some they do, yeah. Entirely mm. happy, but politicians. Yeah. And when you were um eighty you swum the length of the English Channel in a swimming no, pool. I, yes. In the swim, but we had three months to do it in, so that wasn't difficult. I used to do perhaps about a mile a day. Uh-huh. I'm not a, a fast swimmer, I'm not a good swimmer, I just do breaststroke and that's about it. But we did so many each day and I was in there from about half past six till about quarter to nine. That's how long it took me because I'm a slow swimmer. Was that in the morning? or In the morning, yes. How many lengths? It was lengths it was eighty-something um, 80, 80 or seventy-something. Lengths? Lengths. A day? Yes. Why did you decide to do that? Well, initially, a friend was doing it. They had a scheme in the baths we were in of earning jewels by doing so many lengths. You earned a pearl after so many lengths, and then other jewels ending up in the diamond when they've done them all. Oh. And we'd done that twice already, and then, there were, and then they suddenly brought up this other thing, so they just followed on from that, really. Oh, lovely. And did you, did you do lots of training for it, or...? No, didn't train, we just swam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as if I'm swimming, there was no way I'd swim the channel or anything. Mm. And how that woman did it, who did it, what, six, four oh, times? Gosh. Then back and then there and back again. That was incredible. 50-something hours. I mean, I feel like a prune when I come out half of half of that. Yeah. I don't know how she could do that. Our, our tongue was all swollen up with all oh, was the it? salt. Yes. Mm. yes, it was all, yeah, wasn't nice. And how she crawled out of the sea at the oh, end, I don't know. Yeah. But again, after half an hour in the pool, you get out and you feel so heavy. Yeah. Oh. So have you done any other challenges like that in your life? Or is it something you Not just really. No, I don't, I don't go in for challenges. They're just, I suppose if somebody dares you, you do it. So would you say you've always had this kind of daredevil nature though in your life? Not really, no. I mean as a a little girl I wanted to be a boy really because I like doing boy things like fighting and climbing trees and riding horses. Well, riding horses is a little girl's thing, it's not a boy's thing isn't it really? Mm. Were you mainly friends with boys or girls when you were young? No, anybody. But I had a friend who had her own pony and we used to go and and stand on its back, you know, and pretend we were in the circus. So that that sort of thing, it's just, just fun type things but more active things rather than brain things. Do you think that um, there's too much health and safety now? Far too much. It's ridiculous. That, not allowed to do anything. There's that I gasped there when you said that you, your friend had a pony and you stood on the back. Well, it, it, can it, you imagine doing that today? I don't see why not. You fall off, you fall off. So what? Do you yeah. think kids are too, nowadays, too um, monitored? And Much too monitored and protected, yes. It's ridiculous. They can't do anything. Mm. Can't even play cookers. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess even though, even ones that do have a level of freedom, they've all got phones on them now, so they can be yes. tracked at any point. Exactly. I remember when I was a kid, you would, I had to, as long as I was back for lunch and back for tea, yeah. mm-hmm. I was out all day. 
And my mum didn't know where I was. Yeah. It's quite different nowadays, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. Do you think um, the way children are being monitored now will stop them taking risks in yeah. life? Or? I, well, that's it. They're so cosseted, if you like. It doesn't prepare them for life. And the fact that you can't have competitions, you know, everybody has to win. But life isn't like that. What was your childhood like? Uh, I went to boarding school, but that was... Well, it was the beginning of the war, so it was all a bit complicated, really. Mother was living in London. I went as a weekly boarder, first of all. And I loved it. Because I always wanted to know what they had for breakfast. It was being <laughs> 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 greedy. Um, and then the war broke out and that, my baby school closed down. Mm-hmm. And so my mother taught me at home for a little while. Mm. So your boarding school was in Newquay? Yeah. In Cornwall? Yes. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, lovely surfing, yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed my childhood. I was a spoilt only child, I suppose. But Well, I wasn't spoiled because my mother was very strict. She would like to have been a dispatch rider in the First World War, but she was too too mm-hmm. young then. So what did you do after leaving school? So I did uh, acting and dancing at a, at a school in London, mm-hmm. dance school, which I loved. It wouldn't have been good enough to get to the top, but my mother said better to keep it as a hobby which I did. I read somewhere that you were a uh, um, a pilot. Oh yes, I learned to fly at Blackbush. I wasn't very good but my s- husband was going to come with me at first. He didn't want to do it really but he decided he would come along with me and then he found the person who was going to be my teacher was actually was somebody in the Air Force who worked for him and he had a word with him and said tell her I'm, I'm no good and I shouldn't do it. So anyway he cried off and I went on learning so I finally got my PPL just before we moved went to the States for a year. So mm-hmm. how old were you when you trained to be a pilot? About 50 or something. So why did you decide to do that then? Oh I know I think my I know my husband was doing parachuting because mm-hmm. he tested the first rocket ejection seat and to do that he had to learn to parachute. Did he? And I oh, thought okay. I'd rather be flying mm-hmm. than parachuting. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really that's what. We're more in control maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to parachute with him at one time, but they kept changing the venue in the end. We never did. Oh, okay. He did, but they. So he tested the first inject- rocket ejection seat. Oh. Yeah. And the trouble was- is, we never knew when it was going to happen. It was the Martin Baker ejection seats. You know, the Martin Baker who do the these uh, seats for the, the all the forces and the American law oh, right. to Martin Baker. And he tested it for them. But after he he got those so hooked on parachuting, he decided he wanted to do it anyway, which is why I came to join him mm. to do it. There we practiced the black bush, all the what you did when you came down, and how to drop and fall. And but we never actually did the, the test, unfortunately. So oh, nice. I didn't actually ever parachute in the states. I got lots of free flying with a an air ambulance, so that I was allowed to go along for free. But now sometimes I could pilot and sometimes I'd be looking after the patient, but that was just fun. That was just... Whereabouts in the States was that? Texas. Oh, fantastic. So I used to go and hang around the airport because they never knew when they would get calls and things, and so I'd go off with them mm-hmm. all over Texas. Because it's such a large place that the veterans, instead of going by ambulance, went by air because it's quicker to get there. Was that quite unusual? Because in 1969, for a woman to be... Can't be many women pilots. I wasn't. And... It was totally unofficial. Mm. I wasn't. They didn't know I was. And it was. I was under their supervision. Right. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't doing that as a solo thing. Mm. But I mean, were many women actually taking pilots' licenses at all back then? 
Quite a few, I think. Oh, that. Yeah. Daughter came with me up there once or twice, and my son came, and he was petrified. Well, she was petrified, actually. Or not petrified, but frightened. They, they didn't enjoy it that much. They had no desire to take it up like my mother would have done. She'd have loved to have done it. <laughs> what was your mother like then? She was quite little. She was full of energy. London we used to run everywhere. You'd think we were stolen something or running through the streets of London. <laughs> she played hockey for Ireland. Strong character. Yes, yeah. and like, like active type things like I did. Mm. Really, I suppose. Did she do anything like, like the Wall of Death or anything? No, but she would have done, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I say, she wanted to be a dispatch rider on a motorbike mm. or drive um, a fire engine. Mm-hmm. That was what she had. She was a bit little for that, I think, mm-hmm. and also too young. But and during the war, she drove an ambulance, and she used to fa- faint at the sight of blood. Really? <laughs> <laughs> the children on the way to America got torpedoed, and they had to come back. Mm. She had to go and fetch them from and take them home. That was when they had bombed the um, docks that night, so she had to take them into a shelter. Normally, she'd just have driven on because she had children she didn't bear. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Um, she inspired you to have done some of the things she did. Possibly. Mm. She was a good role model. Yes, well, she was. And mm. she, was, she was very strict, she was very honest. She wouldn't promise you anything unless you could keep it. You could trust her in anything. Do you think that being healthy physically and mentally is genetic? Yes, yes, I do. All the things I said, you have to have the right parents. Mm-hmm. Did your mum live to a long age as well? She was 84. Right. And she was always active. When they went on holidays, for instance, she'd be, or with the children, she'd be diving in the pool and I'd be sitting on the edge shivering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there she is. Mm. And at the age of 80 or something, she was still going to her dancing. That's the other thing I loved was dancing. So she and her friend used to go in Aldershot and sometimes together they were the only two that turned up. Mm. And at the age of 80, although they were divorced, my father gave her a present of the League of Health and Beauty and gave her a new badminton racket. <laughs> so she was she was active right up to the end. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that she... Do you think it's important then when you're, as you get older, to just stay active? Oh yes, definitely. So you see, you, you go to the gym every day? Yes. And what do you do at the gym? Well, there are various things that are abductors and quads and knee press and on holding onto things and falling backwards and pulling yourself up. Okay. And that the um, I used to do the rowing machine, and the, then there's the bicycle, the, the recliner bike. Yes. I don't spend it very long, and I'm not very energetic, but it's just I say I'm trying to hang on to what I've got, really. Mm, absolutely. And then I go in the pool and join my friends, and that's more of a social, you know, because <laughs> I'm so slow now swimming. I don't don't like my head in the water, so my feet tend to dangle. And it's much better if I put my head in the water and let them come up. Yeah, I'm yeah. like that as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. Victorian yes. lady. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't like, like getting the, my hair wet. I don't like the water up my nose. No, it's yeah, horrible. Yes. Like. <laughs> and it's worse when there's children in the pool. Oh, I know. Oh. Yes. <laughs> One friend who used to come swimming and she didn't like the big splash dawn. She said, I didn't come here to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> if you could give yourself advice, go back in time and uh, to when you were 20 or something. What would you say to yourself? I don't know, really. Because when you're there, you... You live in the probably, moment. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah you, that, that is a point. You do tend to live for the moment. You don't always think to the future. But. How would you describe yourself, then, as a person? Well, I like people. That's why I do driving for the Communicare. If What's I, Communicare? Communicare, we drive people to hospital or appointments or doctors oh, or whatever. Okay. 
because the ambulances haven't got time and the buses are so awful. I like people, I like driving, I love driving. And I wasn't committed to any day. I don't, I don't like to be committed to things. Mm. I can say that about myself. I <laughs> don't like to be tied down. So that doesn't, if I'm free, fine, I'll do it. And I meet lots of lovely people in Fleet doing that. Mm -hmm. And my friends we've met, as I say, just since I retired, um, we're in the swimming pool, really. And we do a lot of getting together and having coffee at each other's house. Had this coffee this morning with one of them. Um, and every Saturday morning now we meet for coffee and mm -hmm. go to each other's houses for tea and things. And Sounds a nice life. Yeah, it's a very nice Lovely. life. Mm. And I think, I think you've nailed it then. I think the secret is to sort of get yourself out, isn't it? So yeah. it's really good advice good to friends. people who... Lucky to good people. Yeah. Good friends. Mm. Yeah. Quite yeah. a mixed bunch, but that's good too as well. Mm -hmm. So if there was one challenge you could do, another challenge to take on, what would it be? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind again doing the parachute job, which I didn't do before, and I could do that probably. When, because they, you wouldn't do it on your own. Mm. You go your tandem. Yes. Yeah. You're obviously not scared of heights then. <laughs> no, my son is. <laughs> Where did that come from? Not you. <laughs> no, probably my husband. Oh. Well, even though he yeah. is in the parachute. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah. mean he wasn't frightened. Oh, I think okay. the adrenaline rush, actually, he quite enjoyed. It's quite incredible what you've done. I know, no. it is. I don't think it is, it's being so. No. No, why? Well, I just don't, it's very normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure many 91-year-olds go and <laughs> strap yeah. themselves to a wing of a yeah. plane or... Or like well, eighty I'm probably a bit immature, really. So I haven't really grown up yet. Oh, it's quite <laughs> That's a nice thing, is. though, isn't That's it? That's lovely. Yes. Think I can do things I really can't. I used to, if there's something I'd have to go and jump over it. You know, I don't do that now. I'm always falling over. Mm. I go too fast. Mm. So I've slowed down a lot. Try not to fall over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do your friends think of you? I think they're quite inspired. I really don't know why, because they do much better things than I do. And they said, well, you do different things. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah, kind of, yeah. challenging yeah. things. Yeah. Mm. Things yeah. that are off the wall, but everyone's different, aren't they? Yes, <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Norma Howard, for sharing your daredevil life with us on our podcast, Let's Talk About Care. Your get-up-and-go attitude is an inspiration to us all. If you want to comment on anything on our podcast episodes, you can email us at podcast at carehome.co.uk or you can find us on our carehome.co.uk Facebook page or alternatively follow us on Twitter at carehome underscore co underscore UK. Thank you for listening. The Let's Talk About Care podcast.